the Logically Faithful podcast. Your host is Kaldun Swice, Associate Professor of Philosophy at the City Colleges of Chicago and Tutor of Philosophy with Oxford University. This podcast is created to assist skeptics to believe and believers to think and articulate a deeper understanding of the ultimate issues of life. The opinions expressed are only those of the author and guests. Welcome back to the Logically Faithful Podcast. This is Kaldun. If you have not done so already, please do leave a review on our iTunes uh, website. This particular podcast and lecture is about engagement of culture with the three questions and the importance of logic in reaching a secular world. I hope you enjoy it. Well, good evening. Thanks for having me here. It's a pleasure and honor. An elderly lady was one day out on her porch praising the Lord, which she normally does every other day. Uh, And she got on the nerves of the atheist who lives right next door to her. I mean, really got on his nerves. And he just come out there and say, there ain't no Lord. And she said, no, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Uh, So one day she fell on hard times. So what she did is uh, look into her grocery list and recognize that she's missing a lot of things. She went out on her porch again and began to pray and asked specifically for a list of things from the Lord. Bread, butter, eggs, juice, etc. When she finished, she said, Amen, and I'm and I uh, uh, awaiting your reply, dear God. The atheist took a list and wrote them all down. The next day, she woke up, and as normal, she went outside and said, Praise the Lord, and she looked and saw a bag of groceries of exactly what she asked for. Praise the Lord even more. She began to jump up and down. Uh, and then he jumped out of the bushes and said, Ah, there ain't no Lord. I bought you these groceries. Does that convince you now, lady? She looked at him. She looked at the groceries, began to jump up and down even more. Praise you, Lord. Not only did you get me my groceries, you used the devil to do it. <laughs> talks, to, talks to us about our presuppositions how we see the world. Uh, an atheist can see uh, a car accident or see something terrible happen and say, ah, that's just an anomaly. A believer can see it and see there's a hand of God in this somehow. And how we see the world influences how we perceive ourselves and how we perceive our theology or our ontology. Whether you're in the branch of the lady or you're in the branch of the atheist, how you see the world influences everything about you. So we need to see beyond that. So what I'm going to be talking to you guys today about is the issue of how to engage contemporary culture. How do you engage that worldview that doesn't care or doesn't want to know what you want to say? How do you engage, how do you connect with people like that? How do you even get into their sphere of influence? Um, so it's been difficult for me on my journey, teaching in the, uh, secular schools and secular universities. But nevertheless, there are things that I've learned in the past 20 years uh, that are just amazingly helpful for me, and I'm hoping to share those with you as we move on. Okay. So there are a number of strategies to do this, and I hope you're taking notes on this, because I'll, I will be going quickly, but I'll try to be uh, succinct and uh, forceful in my presentation. You cannot effectively meet people where they are in life without reaching into the way they see the world. The postmodernists will tell us that perception is everything. If that's the case, then I should have hair and be a millionaire or billionaire. But of course, there's, there's some truth to that insanity. Perception is how we see the world. A lot of us apologists, what we'll do is tell you that there's truth in the world, uh, but we have to talk about objective truth. While the relativists or, the, or the, the liberal elite in culture will tell you there is no truth. What they're actually saying is 
we have different perceptions of the truth. Therefore, we cannot arrive at this numinous, this other truth beyond us. Of course, they all accept some type of truth. So even the Christian or even the worldview of the theist has to accept that we see things through our own prism. And the key is, how do we get closer to that truth as much as possible? One of the ways I found is a strategy with questions. Asking important questions uh, of people will help us see deeply into their hearts and be able to reach them in a deeper level. Uh, there are a lot of literature throughout this uh, presentation, one of which is Gregory Kokel's Tactics, a, a wonderful expose of ways to engage the contemporary world. So uh, take a look into that, add that to your bookshelf. Gregory Kokel gives us two major questions to ask and to engage people with. Two questions that summarize and affect every single worldview out there. Two major questions. And I'll be adding a third one to his list. The two questions are as follows. Question number one is a definition question. What I mean by that is, for example, if you meet a, um, a Muslim and uh, you tell him you're a Christian, you say, hey, I, I believe in Jesus too, high five. Yeshua, that's what the Jews call him, we call him Asa. Well, hold on a minute, before you give him the high five, ask him, what do you mean by that? Because what he means is dramatically different than what you mean. He means just a prophet, and God forbid you call him the son of God. That is blasphemy. Shulk, you'll go to hell for that. Oh, can we give a high five now? Not necessarily, because he means something completely different when he says Jesus than when you say Jesus. Uh, so asking definition questions is important to understanding where people are, and then we can engage them. Otherwise, you'll be talking in circles. A second type of question you can ask is an evidence question. An evidence question is a question that deals with rationality. It's a question that asks not only what do you mean by that, but what evidence do you have for that? Where is your proof, so to speak? Uh, somebody will tell you, I believe that all men are uh, created equal. Uh, what do you mean? Why do you believe that? Well, I believe that because we're all just equal. Well, how could we be equal? Some of us are smarter, some of us are prettier, some of us are quicker. How on earth do, are we equal? What do you mean by equal? And that's the definition question. But then you get into the details of the evidence question. What evidence do you have for your point of view that there is no hell? And I'm going to get into some interesting points of view on that one, and I'll tell you what I mean by that. Um, well, before I do that, let me look at the last one. This is called an application question. And this is where I add to Kokel's list. An application question is a question that asks, what is the practical application of what you're saying? Or in common teenage lingo, so what? What is the application of this to my life? How does this apply to my life? That's an application type of question. So we have, what evidence do you have for that? What do you mean by that? And application type of questions are important in engaging our culture. Uh, a few months ago, I had a conversation with a friend of mine uh, who happened to be an atheist, and uh, he told me, Oh, happy Thanksgiving. I said, well, thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I, I'm, I was very, very grateful for in my Thanksgiving time. And he told me, I was thankful, too. I told him, how could you be thankful? You're an atheist. I said, what do you mean? Well, I said, who are you thankful to? You're, you're an atheist. He said, uh, I'm thankful to the universe, man. The universe. The universe could give a fly and rip about you. <laughs> the universe. How could you be thankful to the universe? And he said, well, who are you thankful to? What evidence do you have for your point of view? I said, I have a few. 
but what evidence do you have for your point of view? By the way, what is your point of view? How did everything come? He said, you know what? I think we're all divine. We're all part of the oneness of God, you know, like the Hindus tell us. Oh, so you're a pantheist, I told him. He said, I'm a pantheist. Who? <laughs> uh, a pantheist, one who believes everything is part of God. He said, yeah, yeah, that's what I believe. And I asked him, and what evidence do you have for that? He just looked at me like I was a Republican with a shotgun. <laughs> he wasn't answering my question. And look, nobody ever asked him that before. And so we got into an interesting um, conversation regarding that, and I directed him to some, some literature. And we still engage each other. We have, we're kind of pseudo friends. So it's OK. We can talk to each other like that. Uh, what about the people that you meet that tell you, uh, I don't care. I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. How do you engage those types of people? Do you have those kinds of people in your life? Yeah. Got a few of them. I used to ask my students, how many of you are atheists? How many of you are Christian? How many of you are Muslim? And then some people were not just not raising their hands in my classes. And then I realized I have to add another category. How many of you don't care? And of course, they wouldn't even raise their hands then, because of course, they didn't care. <laughs> So how do you engage with the indifferent person? Well, what you do is, I'll, I'll get into some strategies that actually have worked for me in engaging these types of people, because even they have things they care about. Even they are, guess what, human. They hurt. They have dreams. They have nightmares. They have goals. They have people they love. They have hurts, too. So they have things that are important to them. And we can tap into those and talk to them about that. So asking questions is important because we can't possibly get into people's hearts or know what they understand without knowing what they believe. Um, what, what about the person who wants to fight you? You know, finds out you're a Christian, ah, pulls out his atheist arsenal book, and begins to <laughs> Here you go. Here's my, uh, now answer those. Oh, before you finish, oh, here's my grenade doctor, too. I take that one. How do you deal with that kind of person? <laughs> what I usually do is I stop them. OK, let's take one assault at a time. Let's do one of these at a time. And then I work with it. I work with it. Um, I, when I got married, uh, we, uh, we, we did this. You know, we fought. That's what happens when you put two people who disagree about different things together in the same place for a long period of time. Anyway, so I took her to marriage counseling to get her fixed. <laughs> The marriage counselor turned on me. Uh, he <laughs> told me, I'm the one who needs to get my life right, right? Well, there's a lot of truth to what he said. But one of the things he said stuck to me. He said, I'm not concerned the fact that you're fighting. The people I'm concerned about, the couples who don't even talk, that's, I mean, they're really going downhill at that point. Those are the indifferent ones that we talked about. And those are the ones that are in, really in trouble. But the fact that you're fighting is a good sign. So when somebody wants to fight you about your faith, great. It's, these are engaging. They're interested. Uh, by the way, the Lord God, he loves and he hates, but he's never indifferent. And indifference is the opposite of love, not hate. <coughs> indifference. Well, hello again. This is Khaldun. Hope you enjoyed the short lecture on the three questions. If you have, please don't forget to leave some feedback on our iTunes website. I uh, look forward to connecting with you soon with some new content. And go make the world a better place, one life at a time.